is something I believe is very special. We, be, we begin a new series uh, regarding Easter. What about Easter? What is Easter all about? And the next, this week and next week, we're going to talk about something that I believe is one of the most important things. Now, we will, on Easter, we'll talk about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and what that means to us. But there's something very important we need to understand. And the Holy Spirit has just poured himself into us today. And I recognize that, and I believe that, and I am very excited about showing you God's heart today. Before we get into that, I do want to welcome those from Ghana, the Philippines, Cambodia, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Michigan, all over our country, and some all over the world to the leaders in Ghana. Uh, we believe in you. God's going to bless your churches at your beginning, and uh, we're going to pour into you in a greater way in the near future, and we're just honored that you would trust us with some of the things that we are giving you uh, during the week, and uh, it's a joy, and uh, Pastor Zhu, I believe in your leadership, and it's going to be an amazing time for you also. To Valley Community Church, I want to say to you that I love you and so appreciate you for your love and your concern in the loss of Terry's father. And uh, Pastor Dan, thank you. Last minute, getting a phone call and taking over on Sunday morning, Pastor Ryan and Melissa, uh, who your heart was hurting, but you led the church in great worship because I watched you. And um, ladies, thank you for loving on Terry and being there for, for us. Um, to some of you and your businesses, you blessed us uh, with printing. You blessed us with food. Some of you, uh, yesterday I was over at Ryan and Melissa's and a dear sweet lady brought food to the family. And uh, we sense your love for us. And Terry personally wants to thank you uh, for who you are and what you're doing. We are moving forward in understanding that Jerry Wiggins is with his father, rejoicing in the promises of heaven. And uh, great things are in store for the Wiggins family, the Klaus family, and uh, we are excited for our future. And also, as I always say, one day we will all be together in what Melissa was talking about. But I'd like uh, for you to turn your Bibles to Matthew 21. And I just want to thank the Holy Spirit for bringing us into God's presence. And we're going to get to Matthew 21, so hold on with me. It's going to be about three-quarters through our message when we finally get there. But we're going to begin to discuss, to discuss in this series, the reason for Easter, is how do you experience a daily, hourly, minute-by-minute, minute, and every second life of the miraculous? We as believers must walk in the miraculous every day. We need to make decisions in the miraculous. We need to hear God. 
touching not only our personal homes, but we need to touch others too with the miraculous. Everywhere you go, if I'm in the grocery store, if I'm on the first tee at the golf course, my heart is to touch others for Jesus Christ. God can give you a word for others. God can share your heart what other people need. That's called a miraculous lifestyle and the reason why Easter we celebrate. So if we're going to walk in the miraculous, we need to understand something very important and it's called authority. The authority of God. All authority is based on Christ and the work that he did and how the Father sent him, gave him to do all the work. We find in Scripture, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave us Jesus the Christ. The specific word that he is, he gave. The Father gave something. And in the process of coming to the cross, Jesus also gave what the Father gave him. He couldn't give it unless the Father gave it to him first. <clears throat> so the question is, do you believe that Jesus walked in authority? Amen, he absolutely did. Matter of fact, Mark 1, verse 27, Jesus had cast out an unclean spirit and said this, Then they were amazed so that they questioned among themselves, saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he, Jesus, commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Jesus walked in an amazing authority. So as we move into this introductory of what is the reason for Easter, let me say this. Wouldn't it be amazing if Jesus' followers walked in the same authority? Wouldn't it be amazing? Matter of fact, I would love it if everyone knew about Valley Community Church that if you came to Valley Community Church with the authority that God gave us, that we could help them. I would love it that we would see a move of God that throughout our cities, throughout our counties, that people would begin to recognize you, a people who walk in the authority of God, where the miraculous would take place, where healing would manifest. Can you imagine if South Elmani Hospital, if they didn't have an answer for someone who had a physical disease, that they would say, you know what? I know a place that would know the answer and the answer may be spiritual. And if you would go there, if your family would go there, they would hear the truth that would set you free from that disease. Let me tell you, that happened for Jesus. Everywhere he went, people had heard. And they didn't have text messages or Facebook. It was word of mouth that Jesus the Christ had authority of God. That there was a new doctrine there and that doctrine was a power, a miraculous power that would solve problems in your life. Let me just tell you something. You and I have that ability. We just need to understand the authority. 
So the, West, the question is, why can't that happen here? Let me say this, and it might sound a little harsh. Are we too smart or too sophisticated regarding our physical bodies? That is why we're not seeing the miraculous? Here's my thought. I'm wondering if we are needing to understand authority to walk in the miraculous. Those that are sitting on your couch and watching this, I want you to recognize that there is something here that Jesus understood and we need to understand too. So the next three weeks before Easter and the week after, we're going to discuss this power of authority. Now, there was something Jesus understood about authority, so there is more to authority that you and I need to understand. I know, man, you have been discipled, Valley. You know the Word of God, but let me just tell you, there's something more you and I need to understand here because I want this church to be a place where people will run to because they know the authority of God and the power of God moves through us. Did you know in Scripture, speaking of authority, that there were three angels named? Who were they? Lucifer, Michael, and Gabriel. Now, the Bible tells us about Lucifer, and Lucifer fell, and a third of the angels fell with him. Now, let me just describe this to you. Could it be that Lucifer, Michael, and Gabriel ruled over a third of the angels each? Thank you. Could it be that what we see is with the terminology or the power of authority, when the angels were created, they were created to come under the authority of these three named angels. And then later on, the Father's will, that these angels became ministering spirits to us. And that as we pray and get into the, the inner aspect of God's secret place, that God's heart, the, the profession of our mouth, will cause angels to move on our behalf. But let me say this to you. When the third of the angels fell with Lucifer, the Bible never tells us that these angels rebelled against God. But it tells us they followed Lucifer. I'm going to say that again. Lucifer, we were told in the Bible, rebelled against God, but the Bible never tells us that the angels rebelled against God. They followed Lucifer because Lucifer was, under the, was in authority of the third of the angels. So here's my thought process. Could it be they were under Lucifer's authority, so when Lucifer fell... They, the angels, fell. He took them with him. And we need to recognize there's something powerful about the authority or the authority that God the Father gave. 
Now follow me. We're going we're gonna to dig deep into this. I'm saying I think there is something about authority that we don't understand. God operates in authority, and the, all the angels do too. Let me ask the question again. Do you agree Jesus walked in authority? Yes. Did Jesus ever give authority to anyone? Let's read Luke 9. Now, I told you to turn to Matthew. Stay there. Luke 9, verse 1 and 2 says, Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Okay, now, with that statement in, in Scripture, before you say, I have that authority, or we have that authority, amen, yes, I would like to see it then. I would like to see it manifesting. People yell at demons for three and four hours, and they don't come out. We speak over cancer, and it doesn't leave. When the disciples did it, the demons left and people were healed. Now, I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm, not, I'm just trying to be a pastor. I love you. I recognize the anointing that's in your life. But I'm just saying, is there something about this authority that we don't understand and we're running around in Jesus' name, but because we don't understand the authority and we're not submitted to authority, then what's happening is the enemy has confused us and we're not seeing the miraculous the way God had promised us. And I want to move into that. I want us as a church to move into that. It happened with them. So we must dig deep and learn what it is we don't know. So let's answer two questions this week, and next week we're going to answer two others. And here are the four questions. Today we're going to talk about where do we get this authority? Second of all, how do we get this authority? Where do we get this authority, and how do we get this authority? Next week, the questions are, how do we lose this authority, and how do we use this authority? So let's talk about the first question. Where do we get this authority? To find out where, then we need to find out where Jesus got the authority. Amen? So if Jesus walked with authority, we all agree with that, we need to find out where he got it. So in Matthew 28, 18, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been, here's the word again, given to me in heaven and on earth. Verse 19, the Great Commission. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So verse 18 says, authority has been given to me, and then he says, now go. Walk in it. Jesus doesn't say, I have all authority. 
The key is all authority has been given. And you say, Pastor, you're kind of getting a little bit quirky there. Why would you say that? Because we need to understand something Jesus understood. And I want to see the miraculous happen. Some of you have had these dreams, going over to a hospital, laying hands on people, and then rising up out of their bed well. Some of you have have relatives that are around, and you want to lay hands on them, and you want to see the miraculous. You've prayed for them, and prayed for them, and prayed for them. And then you're wondering, God, what's wrong? There's nothing wrong with God. There's something we need to understand. So now... Because all authority has been given, now I understand Jesus because it was given to him. He has all authority. So where do we get it? Authority is given and not earned. You can't become spiritual enough to earn it. Authority was a gift, and someone gave it to Jesus. Let me say it this way. It's given to the responsible and taken from the irresponsible. It's not earned, but given. Let me give you an example. As the lead pastor of the church, appointed as the authority, the head authority of this church, under, submitted, under God, I've been given the authority to appoint people on staff to do specific things. I appointed Pastor Ryan and his wife Melissa to work with the fine arts department. And I've given authority for him to work with music and worship and all the aspects of fine arts so that the authority comes from me, which came from the Lord, my authority, which came from the Lord. Because all authority comes from God. And so in that, the authority that he has is to be able to move in the worship area and defeat demonic forces in the area of worship and fine arts and to destroy the enemy's works and to bring God's plan and God's perfect vision for worship in this church. And I release him to do that and I submit to the decisions of the person I gave authority. And so all my authority I have given to him to be able to make those decisions. John 12, verse 4, 49 and 50. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me, Jesus talking, who gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever Jesus talking, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. So there's something there we need to really grasp from there, and I'm going to show it to you in a few minutes. So the truth is, all authority is delegated except in one case in Scripture. The one case it's not delegated is the Father or Father God. Father God is all authority, and he delegates that authority. So the authority that Jesus had that he walked in on this earth was given to him by the Father. Follow me now, church. You must understand this. When we say, in Jesus' name, 
It's actually the authority of the Father that he gave to his Son. And it's called authority and submission. John 14, 10 says, Do you not believe that I am in the Father, Jesus talking, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, Jesus talking, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. So look at that last phrase. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. The Father gave Jesus, he went to the cross, it was a will of the Father to open up the windows of heaven so that you and I could walk in this same authority, but we need to submit to the word and the things of God and knowing that it came from the Father. So when you use in Jesus' name, it's proper order that all authority came from God the Father. Now, you say, I know, Pastor, this is something I'm hearing new, <clears throat> new doctrine maybe for you, but it's not new. It's ever since Jesus came, he gave us this doctrine. So let's go on. The last phrase, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Remember, they came to Jesus and said, we love your teaching. Jesus said, I don't say anything unless I hear the Father. They said, Jesus, we love the miracles you are doing. Jesus said, I don't do anything unless I see the Father doing it. When we're submitted to authority, the power that the Father gave manifests in our lives. The problem is, Jesus submitted, are we submitted to authority? Are you ready for a revelation about casting demons out and healing people? Here it is. It's the Father who gave the authority. When Jesus cast out demons, it was the Father's authority who did it. Let's talk a little bit more. What does that mean, the Father's authority, the Father's will? It's the Father who did the work. Verse 10, read it again. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. So the question, do you not believe that the authority of the Father is in you and you are in the Father? That's true. When you become born again, that authority given through Christ, the cross, is the Father's authority. So the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that is in you. Jesus came and walked on this earth. He saved people, delivered people, and moved in all miracles because he got it from the Father. John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own Authority, it's all over Scripture. Another word for authority, again, is his own will. So when you pray 
Is it your will or God's will? Let's look at the last part of verse 13. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he has, he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, verse 14, for he will take of what is mine and then declare it to you. Hmm. So it looks like he is speaking on Jesus' behalf. So here's your answer, verse 15. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that he will take of mine and he will declare it to you. Jesus clarifies it. What is mine, Jesus said, was given to me by the Father. All right? So where do we get the authority? It's the Father who gave it through Christ. So the question, listen closely. If Jesus and the Holy Spirit did not speak or do on their authority, but on the Father's authority... Shouldn't you and I do also? Shouldn't you and I do also? So the only way to be victorious on this earth is to walk in the Father's will, the Father's desire, and the Father's authority. So authority, it all goes back to the Father. Now follow me, we're going we're gonna to take this premise, we're going to take this truth throughout the next three weeks. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Now, we could actually say this, is some could say, all heaven says yes to you. Did you know that policemen are not pulling you over on their own authority, but the authority of the city they represent? Authority is always delegated. Authority is always delegated. The authority we walk in is from the power of the one giving or delegating authority. So when I speak, it's not my power, but by the power that delegated my message. Getting in the secret place and hearing the voice of God. So let me say this, and I might say it a couple times because this is so important. Don't you realize that's why the world has tried to disseminate and destroy fathers and has tried to destroy authority? Don't you realize that the power and authority of God moves because we have relationship with the Father, Father God, because we stay in the secret place, we spend time in the Word of God and in prayer, and we move in that prayer, and we hear through the Word of God, the voice of God, through the Word of God, which is Jesus Christ, who God gave and gave authority, the Word, 
In the beginning was a word, and the word was with God. And we listen to him, know his will, and we move in that power and authority. But we just don't move in just naming a name or living right. We move in authority. So what is God's will? It's Jesus the Word revealed by the Holy Spirit. Here's the second question we want to answer. How do we get this authority? Well, we get it the same way Jesus got it. Man, I see people running around, not here because we teach you. I see people running around trying to get authority, trying to move. Remember in Scripture, they tried to buy it. We might talk about that next week. They tried to buy this authority. They saw the miracles. They tried to buy it. You can't buy it. You can't earn it. It's a gift. But you need to understand it. It needs to be revealed to you. And it's only revealed to you when you're with God in the secret place and you know how to submit to authority. Again, authority is a a gift given, not earned. Again, it is given to the responsible and taken from the irresponsible. Now, so we we want to find out how to get this authority. How did Jesus get it? Well, here it is. You say, finally, Matthew 21, verse 18. Now in the morning, as he turned to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves, and said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again. Immediately the fig tree withered away. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, how did the fig tree wither away so soon? So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to the mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea, it will be done. Well, I think that's authority, don't you? Jesus said, I only say what the Father says. So who really cursed the fig tree? The Father so Jesus said it. Are you, are you getting this? Okay, let's move forward. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither away so soon? So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Do you see that? He goes back to, it came from the Father. So you must get into prayer, hear God's heart, and believe it, and receive it, and walk in it. Do you not see how Jesus, every time he goes back to the Father, to the will of the Father, to the Word of God, If the Father tells me to speak to the mountain, it will be cast into the sea. Because it's not me speaking, it's the Father speaking. Why? Because I know how to submit to the authority who gave authority. The story is you having, here it is, relationship with the Father. Walking in relationship with Him and speaking what the Father said, or speaking the Father's words. The other day I was uh, 
in the hotel room and getting ready, packing, getting ready to fly home. And I received a text message from Dr. Mila. And in, in that reality, exactly what she said was perfect timing, was absolute right on what I needed to hear. And the reality is, and I'm not trying to puff anybody up, is that she spends hours and hours and hours in prayer with the Father. You know who she is? She is uh, someone we recognize as, as a great minister, but also is a prophetess. That here's the word of God, but it doesn't come just because she's got a title. You can have a title of a pastor, a teacher, whatever, but if you don't work hard and you don't follow after one who gave it and spend time and realize and know that, you're not going to hear anything. It will be your will, not his. And she does that. The secret place. Living in kingdom laws. None of us are perfect. So don't put any one of us on a pedestal. But we need to recognize and honor authority. We need to recognize what God has given in people's lives. So recognize that, is that in our, our day today, why the church in America, because the church has lost the revelation of where authority came from and knowing how to submit under the authority that God has given in our country or in our homes or whatever. And the reality of that is we're not seeing the miraculous that we need to see the church walking in. So God gives himself to those who give themselves to him. So when I hear from Dr. Rolando and Mila, I hear two people that know the will of God. And I submit to it as a pastor of this church. I submit to that. I submit to Pastor Ryan as the authority of fine arts. And then he comes to me with thoughts that he's heard from God. And then I recognize him all in spirit. Even though I am his authority, I recognize my spirit that authority spoke to me through Ryan's mouth. And I submit to it. And because of that, what we're experiencing is the power and the anointing of our worship. That this church has had great times musically, but we've never had the anointing we are experiencing now. We've had great leaders. My spiritual father, who's passed away in Beverly, great leaders in this church. But I want you to understand, we have to come to a place of understanding of how to know authority and submit to authority. If you need something, is it possible the Father has been speaking over it, but you and I haven't spent time listening to what he is saying to proclaim it? Jesus spent time with the Father. Jesus was on this earth, but for one purpose, that was to do the will of the Father. Remember, not my will, but your will be done. The disciples asked, how do you do that? Jesus said, 
You can do the same thing if you'd understand the principle of authority. That's basically what Jesus said. Let's look at verse 23 of Matthew 21. Now when he came into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching and said, by what authority? Great question. But they were out of line. But what, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? But Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing. He's answering them. You don't think he is, but he is. But Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves saying, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say from man, we fear the multitude for all count John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus and said, we do not know. <laughs> they answered correctly. They didn't. They didn't have that revelation. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. So listen carefully. Again, you think that Jesus didn't answer, but he did. Jesus tells a parable. Let's look. Verse 28. But what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, son, Go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted one of the sons. He regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? So verse 31 which of the two did the will of the Father? Authority comes from the Father. How do you get authority? The answer is, which did the will of the Father? All right? See, he's answering these questions. So where I get authority, where you get authority, the Father. How? Doing the Father's will. So the two sons are examples. He was just nailing the Pharisees. The two sons are the Pharisees and sinners. Verse 28, but what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, son, go work today in my vineyard. The first son answered and said, I will not, but afterward he regretted it, and he went. Then he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I will go, Daddy. I will do your will. But he did not go. All right? So the first son said, I will not, then he did. That speaks of you and I who were sinners and we've repented. we become born again and we did the will of the Father. The second son, I will go and didn't religious people, that's the Pharisees. Why do you think the Pharisees got ticked off at Jesus all the time? Because they understood he was getting on their case. Jesus said, I will, and he did. The disciples said, I will, and they did. What bothered the Pharisees is they were disciples and fishermen had it. Verse 31, which of the two did the will of the Father? There it is again. 
They said to him, the first, Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. Because they repented. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But tax collectors and harlots believed him. And when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe him. So he was nailing the religious people who thought they got it. They had everything. They had the power. They had the authority. No, they just had position with no authority. So, in conclusion, let's all stand. Here's a statement. How do you get authority? The answer is by repenting and doing the will of Father God. Church family, another prophetic word came to us from outside our church. God is moving all around. Someone we trusted. They saw an accordion door. And lo and behold, what do we have in the learning center? Accordion doors that we use for a, a false wall. And through those doors will be people who are seeking after God. Seeking after the things of God. Needing the miraculous in their life. So, as a church, I'm going to say it again. Nothing is sacred other than the will of the Father. I'm going to say it again. Nothing is sacred in this church. How we've done things, what we do, anything other than the will of the Father. So the greatest thing in about three months, I will be teaching you about change. How do we change? We don't change because we're tired of the old. We're glad of the old. We honor what God did through us before. I've been at this church since 1979. I was, no, I'm. God's done miraculous things here. But I believe we're in a new day. And in this new day, we're going to understand authority not master slavery, but authority. We're going to understand to submit to authority. We're going to understand to honor, to honor people. You have recognized in my life as your pastor, I do not walk around as an authoritarian. I walk around recognizing gifts, and I walk around recognizing people of God. And I love you with all my heart. I love you so much, I'm going to give you what I receive in the secret place. And I'm asking you to follow my example. 
to follow Dr. and Mila's example, to follow many that are here, Dr. Remy and his wife, follow that example. Pastor Dan, Pastor Ryan, Pastor Nolan, Pastor Christina, follow their example. Follow Richard Acevedo, who's up here, playing the bass and worshiping God with all his heart. To follow that example. What is that example? Oh, I can't play like him. Well, very few people can. The example is that he gets in the secret place. And when he plays, there's an authority and an anointing on his life. There's an authority on Oscar and Mary. There's an authority. I could go around all of you. So don't sit there and stand there and think that I'm picking on you or whatever. What I'm saying, we as a church, Valley Community Church, are going to move in this authority. And we're going to do great things for the kingdom of God. Not because it's our will. That's because it's our desire. Because it's the Father's will. And it's the Father's desire. And because it's His, now it's ours. Amen? May the Lord bless you. May the Lord overwhelm you with this revelation. And this week, may you see the example in your walk with God, and may you dive deeper into your relationship with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. I love you. Have an amazing day.